Oktoberfest. By the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. That's right. There's another tradition. Very important. Always check your candy. supposed to be excited. <laughs> I know, but I could be out on my motorcycle right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Welcome yeah. back to the Project Gen X podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And we are kicking off Oktoberfest 2023. This is the Woo! most wonderful time of the year, as we always like Where, to say. Where's the Brock's fall mix? Oh, uh, you know, I didn't. Yeah. Where, sorry. Where's the candy corn and the pumpkins? You know, I actually looked at that. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I actually know it was today. I was at the store, yeah, I had to pick up some stuff, and I, I looked at it, and then I saw something shiny, and oh, you totally squirreled. Just on me. yeah, it's okay. it's been it's been a fun few days, but oh, uh, what I can do? Oh, you got the candle. I got the candle. There you go. And I made sure not to get anything that's got cinnamon, so it doesn't Thank you. kill you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I did buy one that has cinnamon. It's like cinnamon apple or something like that. Yeah. And it just about get, gets me as well. Yeah. It's, like, it's pretty strong. I was like, wow, this is, uh, literally, it's one of those things. It's got a top on it. Yep. When I'll just, like, take it off. It won't even burn it. I'll just let it sit there for, like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes or so, and then I'm like, okay, put it back on. It's yeah, that's <laughs> enough. Yeah, that would most definitely kill me. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I tried to kill you one time before without without even trying. So, so, did, so did my wife. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure she wasn't trying to collect the insurance money, so. Well, you know, that's, uh, it's the way it goes. So, yes, on the, this episode of the Project Gen X podcast, Oktoberfest 2023 edition, and no, I'm not going to say that every time. 1985. <laughs> 1985's based on Stephen King's novel, or uh, short, short story, story Cycle of the Werewolf. We were talking about Silver Bullet. A movie with Nick Nolte's drug-addled, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. psychotic little brother. Uh, it stars Gary Busey, Everett McGill, Corey Haim, Megan Follows... Uh, let's see who else. Now? Of course, Terry O'Quinn uh, is in here. One of my favorites that I did, I had forgotten because it had been a while since I'd seen this movie. I always enjoyed it. Was James Gammon? Oh, I I know that name, but I can't remember why okay. I know that name. He was at the beginning. He was the first kill. The guy yeah. that was okay. He was Lou. In Major League, he was the manager. Right. That was yep. like, you can't mistake that voice. It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. He didn't have his mustache or anything. And I was like, oh, no. As soon as he started talking, I was like, yep, yep. that's him. So, <laughs> oh, you guys, come on. I'm I know, I know. And I kept watching. I was like, where do I know? Because obviously from this movie, but I kept trying to remember where it was that I had seen Megan Follows after this. Yeah. So, of course, I had to go back through her IMDb. The biggest thing that she was in, it was like, oh, yeah, that's it. And you may not remember this at all, but um, back in the 80s uh, on the Disney Channel, they had a series of the Anne of Green Gables and then uh, Anne of Avalon. Yeah, I remember. she played Anne. 
okay. all of it. So I was like, oh, okay, that's where. Actually, I'm Renee walked in while I was watching it, and she was like, oh, it's Anne of Green Gables. Oh, she did. So, yeah, yeah there like, you go. Okay, there you go. I had no idea. And, of course, she's been in some other stuff, too, but those are, like, the two most notable, of course, Corey Haim. Yeah. You know, all the Corey's movies and and all that stuff. And the, the Corey's touched a lot of the different horror movies very much throughout so. the 80s. One of which we will talk about later this later. month. Later, <laughs> yeah. The other, and, the other, the other Corey. Yeah, the other Corey. So, uh, yeah. So you said you had not read this. I have not read the short. You have not read the short story As, with K- Stephen King. I've read most of the novel stuff. Okay, I, I like his novel horror stuff, but of course, you know the whole Dark Tower series right, is yeah. a big one for me. I am the short story stuff. Eh, I it's I not, really did like. I, I've I have read more of his short stories than I have his novels. Okay, um, you know with um, Night Shift and. Um, different seasons yeah. and some stuff like that, you know. Which of course, different seasons that that sprung the um, Stand by Me yeah. and let's see what was it? Stand by Me, the Shawshank Redemption, and um, what was the other? Oh, I can't remember the other story that came out and of that I've one. Got a it couple. was like yeah, but it was just one of those things where it was like three pretty well known yeah. movies, and then the the fourth one they've been making for a while but i'm gonna have to go look that up now because i've actually got a couple of his um short story collections and uh in the move from house to apartment to house to house is i've misplaced some of my books which is and the fact that we went from what it's been eight or nine years now we went from a 3200 square foot house to a 1200 square foot house Mm -hmm. everything is almost all still in boxes and i haven't been able to get to all of them yet so the other one was apt pupil. Oh yes, I'd forgot about that. Yes, that was the um, the Nazi. Yeah, and then there was a fourth story. Oh, you also had the serial novels in the Green Mile. Yeah, what was the fourth story? Because because they have been, of course, originally it was called Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption. There was apt pupil, the body which became. Um, stand by stand me. Stand by me, and then the breathing method is the other one, which I think there has been an adaptation of that done. You know his what they call dollar babies that Stephen King. Yeah. You know where he will allow independent. Basically, you can buy the rights to any of his stories for a dollar if you're like a student or a student or an independent maker. You know, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. So there's been several adaptations of his of his stuff that's, that's gone through through those. Some um, successful, some not. Yeah, and uh, I know that that the story we're talking about was not involved in <laughs> in the book we're talking in in that book in particular. Yeah, but you know Stephen King is kind of one of those, especially for us, our generation. I mean, he's just kind of he's been everywhere. Yeah, you know, you start you go back, you know, Carrie and Cujo and um, God, Cujo. yeah, and um, um, Maximum Overdrive. It. It. The original um, Tim Curry. Yeah. Um, the first half of the of the remake wasn't bad. The second part yeah. fell off. You know, I really did enjoy the first movie in that one. Uh, but yeah, there, there's been so many of those. You know, you just yeah. get uh, sometimes they come back and um, Sleepwalkers and Christine, Christine, and, which is a John Carpenter directed, right? Movie. And you just you go through all of the of course Silver Bullet, yeah. you know, the Green Mile. 
Um, I mean, yeah, it's just uh, The Shining. The Shining. Even though he hated. Yeah. Well, there's been Cooper's. two adaptations of it. So, I, and the second one wasn't really that was the yeah, one. It was that a made for approved. television. It wasn't yeah. that great. Yeah, and they also did was it Rose Red was also a made for television. If well, I'm so thinking. was and, um, and Storm of the Century and The Stand. They did The so, Stand. Yeah, that's right. Which that's did not hold up to the book. I think the book was so much better. Are they? Aren't they making a, a big budget? The stand, if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't know. And then, of course, they did the Dark Tower, didn't they? And it was it's terrible. terrible. It, I know. They it, tried to it, put it, all the books into one. You yeah. can't put all the books into one. You've got you're going to have to do one book a movie. It's just the way it's going to be. Right. So, so yeah. There's oh, a cat's eye. I almost forgot a cat's yeah. eye. You know, it's Buzz collection of stories. Kind of popped in everybody's ear. I'll fix that in post. Uh, yeah, that was a collection of stories. Uh, of course, he also worked on um, Creep Show. Yeah. And so, and had some, had had a um, acted in Creep Show. Yeah, well, right. well, he was in one of the. Yeah, I I, I should say he well, shouldn't. Act. He was in. He Creep was Show. In. <laughs> How do we forget Pet Cemetery? Of all of these, because we've covered yeah. it on here before, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ramones fan. I know. Yeah, but it's just what, he, there are so many adaptations of his stories that yeah. that you know you you it's very easy to forget high profile movies that because there are just so many of them. Yeah. But we're talking about Silver Bullet. But we are talking bullet. Silver Bullet. Do you want to start this or do you want me to? No, this this one was your idea. Okay. Go right ahead. So, one of the things, okay. I remember seeing this movie when I was a kid. Okay. Probably not in 85. Obviously not in 85. Probably 86, 87, somewhere around. It was that. VHS thing. Hit VHS. And. Because I doubt this did very well in the theater. I can look it up and see. Um, yeah, go ahead and pull it since you got. Let right me there. see if I can find it. I have always really liked this movie. That's the reason why I I said, hey, let's let's do this one, and also yeah. just to go ahead and get a Stephen King. Well, and, it's yeah. a it's a fun Stephen King. It's it really it's actually is. not that scary. It's not that no. bloody. Well, there's some moments. There, there are, are some, some moments. moments it's, okay? it's really one of the first movies you actually get to see a werewolf yes. transformation. Yes. Mm, well, this was after. You know, American Werewolf in London and a few things, the Wolfen, you know, a few things like that. Or not Wolfen, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Howling. Yeah. And Wolfen. But, okay. But, yeah, and I kind of like the fact that about the first half of this movie is a complete mystery of what's going on. Yeah. No one's talking about that it might be a werewolf. They think that it's just a killer, you know, somebody that, that is stalking yeah. this town. And... um it's not until after one of uh, what's Corey Feldman's character, Marty, his his best friend is killed, that he's kind of like maybe it's a werewolf because the thing is is that you know his best friend is literally torn apart, you know, yeah, he's torn into pieces and left in a gazebo. and also and also the fact that his the girl that he was interested in, her dad was killed just prior to that. Yeah. And she had told him that she was hearing growling coming from the shed yeah. out behind. And so that was kind of when his, maybe it's a werewolf. Of course, nobody believes it. And he's not even 100% convinced yeah. until he actually sees it. He's a kid. Yeah. he's going to believe it. Yeah. And I like that they kind of hide the werewolf for most of this. Yeah. Because quite honestly, the, the, the full wolf doesn't look that great. But... It's a lot of kind of like with the first Halloween movie, where it's a lot of what you don't see yeah. makes it scary because you don't at the, at the 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 first kill in the beginning. I think what you see is Paul. I think you know, like when he hits the 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 train, the yeah. the guy, and like his head goes flying. That's all you see. 
Yeah. And so it's kind of one of those. All right. And then it's what's really kind of interesting also is that the werewolf doesn't always use like his claws or his teeth to kill people. No. He uses a bat, which that scene, okay, when we get to that, but but he uses a bat, you know, he uses several different methods besides just tearing people apart to kill them. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's, um, I really enjoyed this movie. It's got a, a real feel to it. I even, the voiceover might be the only thing that I don't really like a whole lot. It's a little, mainly because it's a little inconsistent. Yeah. You get it at the beginning, and then you get a couple little places in the middle, and then you get like one little tag at the end of it. Well, it's the sister. Yeah, and it's and, it's and the, it almost felt a little bit like they were trying to set it up like something wicked this way comes. A little bit, or or even Stand by Me, which I know that's Stand by Me was later, but you know with yeah. the voiceovers and everything. Uh, I, I guess it also is kind of a throwback to movies from a different era where they would do voiceovers. Yeah. And yeah, like you were saying, it's told from the point of view of Jane. She's the one telling the story. The other thing, the music in this is so weird because like the theme for Silver Bullet is a really kind of like, it, it reminds me a lot of Poltergeist, the theme for Poltergeist. Really? Well, not that it sounds like it, but it reminds me okay. of it in the way that it's got this kind of, it's not menacing. You know, it's kind of this like, you know, like small town. Yeah, it really thing. does. Yeah. 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 It's not menacing in the slightest. It's just kind of this nice little light, airy piano deal. Yeah. And uh, but then, you know, you contrast that with with the way that they shoot a lot of this with uh, especially the night shots and stuff, the way that, that they film the town. Huh. And, uh-oh, what do you find? OK, so. It actually grossed twelve million at the box office. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give me how much it the cost, budget. what the budget was. I'm not finding that so much. Oh wait, uh, budget was seven million. Okay, so it, so it probably broke even, maybe, maybe worldwide it was twelve point four million, uh, five point four million North America. Here's what in, what's interesting to me: when you get to the home media, this was not released on. Anything other than DVD, finally by Paramount. Really? Because I remember renting it and watching it. 2002. It does not give me any information on VHS. It might not, might not have been released for sale on VHS. Probably rental. But it was, it was definitely for rental yeah. because that's the way I, I wound up seeing it. Now, it was, re- it was finally released in Germany on Blu-ray in September of 17. Under the name Dear Werewolf von Tarker Mills. There you go. Yeah, so. because that's the name of the town. Yeah. And okay, what is really funny about this movie? I found Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars, but admitted later he thought the film was a parody of the novella. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know there there are kind of some stuff in this that's kind of is this is this supposed to be serious or yeah. is this you know it's just like eh. I, I like the double meaning of. The what was the main character's name again? Marty. Marty, his um, powered wheelchair, the silver bullet, was named the silver right, bullet, right. and you had to. They eventually had to make a silver bullet, right? Right. Was, Which I have always loved that scene. Yeah, where they get his uncle when they get Gary Busey. Um, yeah, what's his name? Uncle Rick. Uncle Rick. That's right. Uncle Red. Red. Uncle Red. I knew it was something like Red. That. Uncle yeah. Red. When he when they finally can convince him which is just basically Gary Busey playing himself because oh, no. he was a drunk right 
But when they finally convince Uncle Red to make the bullet, and he goes to the gunsmith, you yeah. know, to the, and he has this whole story about, yeah, my nephew discovered uh, the Lone Ranger, yeah. and I want to turn these into, yeah, and he's like, I was wondering if you could help me out. He's like, so you want a silver bullet, huh? And he goes through all of it, and at the end of it, when he's showing Red the bullet, and he yeah. says, hey, you know, he's like, hey, we'll put a low, tra- a small charge in here so it won't tumble, you know, it should be pretty accurate. Yeah, and he's like what would I be shooting it at? And he just looks at me and goes, a werewolf. <laughs> it's like, he knows. It's just <laughs> well, one, a lot of gunsmiths are also, they might do some reloading mm-hmm. in their free time, right. but they're not going to do it professionally in the back of their shop. Right, right, right. And right. the fact that they kept pointing toward, you know, that real old world. I know, I you know. know quality yeah, I know, and build and all that. I was that was like, the voiceover, yeah. I was but, like, okay, so they're kind of, this guy's a gunsmith in the light of day, but might be a monster hunter. It could at be. Night. I know that's. Uh, yeah, but I, it was interesting. The plausibility on all this, like when when Jane is going through town, like after Marty was attacked, yeah, and he had he had. Okay, before we get into this, I got I got a, I've got a little a small little okay. quibble with something here. All right, you always do, and it, and it's just all it is is it is a a continuity error. Okay. Okay. First off, when after all the, the attacks are happening and they're going to the fair, okay? Yeah. And if you, when you see the the sign, they canceled the fireworks. It says October 1st. Yeah. Okay? It is clearly the middle of the summer. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then Uncle Red goes, well, enjoy your 4th of July. He's, I know. He says, you're going to have 4th of July, but you're going to have it in September. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second. They just went to go to the fireworks. And it was closed. And it was supposed to be October 1st. Yeah. So there's your little... You've, but it is You've got three clearly, of continuity issues. It is there. clearly summertime through all this because there, is n- there are no leaves have turned. No, no, I mean, it just... All right. Now, I think they are in Texas. Is that correct? I don't know. I don't remember. Let me... Because there's there are quite a few... That southern accents and so i'm like well, yeah well, that you, might be that that's know. hollywood anytime you want know, to make a town seem small and remote you always give it a southern accent because you know those are the the hicks yeah it does it doesn't say here it just says in a small town uh, uh tarker's mills it seems like it did at one point though i don't Could know because be i know it started it said spring 1970 Maine, tarker's mill maine yeah. Okay. There is no way that in September, starting in the starting in the spring of seventy six. That's what it yeah. says. There's a placard right up. It says spring of seventy. Now I know that it's one of those things. This takes place over, yeah, a, 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 a period of time because it's not every, yeah. But it's still a. There is no way that Maine is that green. No. It, it <laughs> in is September in, and October. It is in bright fire orange <laughs> and red and yellow. And I know, and and that was kind of which it, it makes sense. It'd be in Maine since it's a Stephen King story. Yeah. Uh, but that was my only like, oh wait a second, this is uh, there's a little thing. But yeah, when, so when so when Marty he's given his new silver bullet because yeah. Uncle Red makes him a basically a, a, a trike. Yeah, is what he's done, and. Here's the other thing. I can't believe his parents are okay with this to begin with. Uh, because we didn't say, if you haven't seen the movie, Marty is paralyzed. He's in a wheelchair. He's a paraplegic. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, his but his uncle had, had already him built him a powered uh, wheelchair. Wheelchair. It, 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 was, it was kind of, it, it was basically motor. Had a, it was motor. It had yeah. a lawnmower motor. Right. Yeah. He yeah. had made it. But then his, his, his uncle makes him a trike. 
and it, and I think it's probably got a small like dirt bike motor. Yeah, and it. and he because he's one of those things when he gets back after he takes it out the first time, it's like man, that thing would go fast. He goes, yeah, and if your mom ever finds out how fast it goes, she's gonna kill me. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> Yeah, so don't let her see. Yeah. It even has, because it goes so fast that it's got the wheelie bar on the back. Yeah. Because it's like, because it pops up a couple of times. It's like, yeah, that, that, that could be a problem. So he gives him, a, you know, it gives him the fireworks, and then he goes out after dark. Okay, here's another gripe I have. Yeah. Okay, Marty is in a wheelchair. Yeah. You know, his legs are, are, are don't work. Yeah. Now they do get him up the stairs. They've got one of those ride, you know, the, mm-hmm. the the chairs that goes up the stairs. Multiple times in this movie, though, he goes out his window down a large tele or a radio antenna. No, it's a TV antenna. It's a t- TV antenna. Because we had him when I was growing right. up, and it's like there is no way that kid, because he is still a kid. You know, it's like he does not have the upper body strength to make it up and down there. With that. I, you know, he might because if maybe he's been, if but he's been paralyzed. You got to think about Corey Haim. Well, no, that's he's not though. That's they talk about that. Do they? That he I don't that, remember that, that. There was they didn't say what happened, but yeah. that there was a point where he could walk, but that he had was paralyzed. They, because that was one of the things I was paying attention to watching this, because Uncle Red says. Uh, at one point, he's like, "Sometimes I think that your your common sense got paralyzed with your legs." Oh, yeah. And then there there's several there there are several little things that are that are dropped, little hints that that Marty but, could walk at one point. So. You know, when when you have something like that, your other senses and, and body parts are going to take become over. Daredevil. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't get to go that far with it, but. Because he has to do everything with his right. arms I, and, and his I get chest that, and all that. that. Was he just was going to build that muscular. That is that is a long climb up to that yeah. that bedroom window, though. Especially if you just interacted with a, a werewolf. And, and now you might have the adrenaline running to be able to get there. Yeah. Plus the fact of you go out the window and you start up that, that trike, your silver bullet, everybody's going to hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's pushing it down the driveway. I know, I know. Yeah, there's it. not. Anyway, but he goes out to fire off these fireworks that Uncle Red gave him and he encounters the werewolf and shoots him in the eye with a rocket. Yep. And so that scene after he's telling his sister about it mm-hmm. and he's like, and she's going out to collect bottles and cans for a church drive. Well, no, the whole purpose of it was to go and see what was in the garage. Well, but she was doing and to that ask around to and see so, who had an eye. Out. Right. And then it was whenever that's when we discover that it's the preacher, the reverend, the reverend. And that scene when she goes into Goes in there and sees a rat and gets scared, and then sees the peacemaker bat. Yeah, that, that the barkeep, the barkeep. You know, of course, he was one of them that had been killed when they went out looking for the pert they thought was a person. And that again, that was when they're in that fog. Yeah, and again, you don't ever see the werewolf during that time. Yeah, the only thing you see is his 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 hand come up and grab somebody, and then later. The guy with the bat is you see the you see him down in the fog you see the bat coming up a yeah. few times and then all of a, a sudden big hairy arm you see the arm with the bat and it starts coming down and it's like that that's good that is good storytelling in yeah. film right there of oh okay we see what happened but yet you talk bad about the Godfather I it just hurts it just <laughs> it just doesn't appeal to me okay I have never said the Godfather is a bad movie. <laughs> I just said I don't particularly care for it. I just so I had a, to poke yeah. the bear. You talking um, about good storytelling, so. but yeah, well, you know, I, never mind. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> 
anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed going back and rewatching this again and, um, all the little, they have to get the parents out yeah. after, and, and that was the other thing is that went after all of that happened. And then the preacher comes after Marty and chases him and runs into the silver bullet a couple of times. And it, that's when red starts there because Jane's on, on board now after she saw that he was missing, you know, yeah. he had a patch over his eye and then, uh, they go in there trying to convince and they start sending basically notes telling the Reverend well, to commit suicide. Threats. Yeah. Well, they were telling him to commit suicide. Kill you know? yourself. Yeah. And, um, I tell you, that's the other, okay. So Terry O'Quinn, we, we, I don't think we did when I mentioned him when we were going down the list, plays the sheriff. Okay. Yeah. And that is a, and he's great in this. I love Terry O'Quinn. I mean, he's a, he's a oh, supporting he, role, but he, he's always good in everything. He plays a good bad guy yeah. in the new Tulsa King. Oh, really? Sloan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, Terry O'Quinn, any time that you bring him on as a bad guy, that's just kind of stunt casting, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's pretty, but even what, he, he does Lost or something? Yeah, he was in yeah. Lost. He played Locke, yeah. See, um, I never watched the show, but I know. He was, I mean, he was so good in that movie, or in that, that TV show. He was also in a show after that that was called um, 666 Park Avenue. I think I it was only on for like thirty. It, it, it didn't even make it a full season, yeah. which really stinks. But it was him, and uh, I think it was, um, I think it was Vanessa Williams played his wife. Mm. But then one of the other, like the, there was a couple, really kind of the main character of the show mm-hmm. was uh, I can't remember her name, but she played uh, Patsy in um, Jessica Jones. Oh, became, became Hellcat. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was she was in that also, and it was one of those things where Terry Quinn may or may not have been the devil. It was kind of one of those. You know, and it's like, oh, uh, I yeah. do remember yeah. that because it's like, oh, they stole the storyline yeah. from the Devil's Advocate. Yeah, but it was actually a pretty good show, but it just didn't catch. Yeah, and, and it um, unfortunately, I think it only lasted like thirteen episodes or something, and then just gone. And yeah. I hated that because there was a lot. There was a lot there to mine that you could mm. get into. So, um, but yeah, Terry O'Quinn, like whenever Uncle Red goes to the sheriff and he's like, I don't have any proof. He's telling him the whole story and he's yeah. like, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. He's like, all right, fine. He's like, I'm not even convinced that it's true either, but I believe that we need to look at the preacher. And he's like, oh, well that I can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can be done. And then he winds up getting killed. Well, know, he finds, he finds red and silver paint on right. the preacher's blue car. Right. Well, that was the whole thing that earlier yeah. that, that they convinced uncle red because, because they found blue paint, the blue paint is like, what color is the preacher's? And he's like, oh, it's blue, that color blue, you know, because yeah. he asked Jane, and so, yeah, they're starting to put the pieces together of, yeah. Uh, I also like the way that this movie, the resolution of it, it's not long and drawn out and overly dramatic or anything. Nope. It's kind of a, okay, we gotta get the parents out of town so that we can sit up on, you know, when there's a full moon. Yeah. And I also like the fact that they, they, there's the question asked of how did he become a werewolf? And, and Marty says nobody knows. He's like, no, he say he might not even know. Yeah, that that you know. And they also kind of talked about, well, it wasn't even a full moon when he attacked. It's like, well, maybe he's just kind of wolfy all year, all all month long, and just gets more and more as the moon gets fuller. You know, and yeah, like, he, that's an interesting idea as well. He gets know? full power right, at the full moon, right? And that's why they're like, well, when the full moon hits, he's going to come after us. So yeah. that there's no preacher left; it's just the monster. And at three o'clock in the morning. When everything goes of, down, of course, you know? three. And I also the loved the fact that you got the television sign off. Yeah, when they're playing the the, the national anthem. But at three anthem. in the morning, not at midnight when it well, should be. Well, 
some stations would go off later than others. I, I do know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, by that time, by 85, or I guess, well, actually, that would have been 76, wasn't it, in the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might have been a little, I don't know. Yeah, but because... Yeah, it, it, they generally would go off at midnight, but I think they kind of had started expanding that out at some point. I seem to remember seeing that no, happen it's a few always times. midnight. Uh, so, and then you get the, the whole resolution of them finally killing him. And, yeah. But... Shooting him in the other eye. Shot him in the other eye, yeah. Silver bullet. And you get the one last little jump scare at the very end. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie quite. I enjoyed it when I was a kid. I've enjoyed it every time I've watched it since then. You know, yeah. Even the special effects may not hold up quite as well as some other, but they're all practical, so they don't look bad. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. That's the thing I love about this. These are all practical effects. Oh, I also forgot. After all four of the men are killed when they go out looking for the killer oh and the and he's the one woman the, yeah and he's having the dream yeah about pre, the, the, the preacher's having the dream about he's actually giving a sermon yeah. at the funeral and, and everybody's, everybody's starting everybody to starts turning into werewolves and yeah. like that was actually pretty good the way they did that i mean that was that that one yeah. scene was probably a large part of their budget <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? it's <laughs> you, you're not wrong yeah you know what other hmm. made for tv movie that somebody did of Stephen King that came out in the early um, Salem's Lot mid 80s yep, Salem's, Salem's Lot. Lot we forgot about that which didn't they or they've been making a new one or something I know they made another they did Return to Salem's Lot but then they I think was it TNT that did another mini series of it like back in the 90s or I don't something. remember I remember seeing you know Salem's Lot oh, it's a vampire right. movie and right. wanting to see it my parents being like no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah and it's made me I, I don't think I've ever seen the the TV release of it. It's it's probably somewhere. Oh yeah, it's available. I mean, it, yeah. it's it was. I know. I know for a fact it was available on uh, VHS. Was I worked at the video store? We had copies of that and Return to Salem Lot, Salem's Lot, both. Yeah, it's it's very dated. Like, well, of course a, it is. A lot of it. It's early mid eighties. I know, 80s, yeah. and, and it's kind of one of those where you go back and watch it now, and it's kind of hard to watch a little bit because it's it's because not only is it dated, but it's also like early 80s television special effects yeah which means that it's not good it was it was done at a soap opera studio pretty much yeah. pretty much and uh but i mean the story overall is pretty good though i mean that's, i wish somebody would take it and read really do a review of it i want to say that there was it was in production for a film like a little while back but you know how that does so many things go into production and then just never see the light of day yeah or they never get off the ground i mean it just it's ridiculous uh, I took well did now you hear with about writer strike. Well, well, supposedly that's over now. Yeah, so, we'll see. Well, well, the thing about that one, we won't get off on a full tangent. The writers they they supposedly have that taken care of. The actors are still on strike, but now there's also a big push for the video game industry to go on strike. And I'm like, well, you, I guess you guys just really want to cut everybody's throat here because even with even with this uh, the WGA supposedly ending it yeah they're saying now that half the people that that went out and protested for all this stuff are not going to have jobs when it's over and it's like so you really didn't do anything except for no. you know you 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 basically basically the people at the top got more money and everybody else just kind of got left out in the cold so it's like yep welcome to unions so <laughs> you know and it's not like anybody noticed it's not like there wasn't a plethora of stuff to watch yeah it's still a plethora of stuff to watch i know this is completely off topic for open for um, and it's not like there haven't been, there's been, what, two exciting video game releases in the last 
six months you. or something. I couldn't tell you. You know, yeah, I think in there like a new. Uh, there's a new Zelda that was a Tears of the Kingdom. Well, I think you had like a new Baldur's Gate. Or Baldur's something. Gate, yeah, was released. Uh, Starfield was supposed to be a big deal, but that kind of got. Yeah, I've heard that, but I don't even play video games. I don't really anymore. much. I mean, I started playing Tears of Tears of the Kingdom and. I I don't know. It just it didn't catch and it did not catch me the way that um, Breath of the Wild did. Uh, now there is a new Mario game that's coming out at the end of October. So what? Oh, I love dude. No, this is a side-scrolling Mario game. Uh, Mario, I forget what it's called, but, but it's one of those. I'm like, all right, I'm interested in this because I always like it when the new Mario games come out. So. Yeah. Anyway, not Oktoberfest. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's fine. That's my fault. No, it's not. It's like we we've. Yeah, it, it's what we do. It's our brand. <laughs> Tangents. <laughs> uh, do you remember the television show Werewolf? Mm. When Fox was a very young, like they had been on, I mean, it wasn't, I don't think it was one of their original first year, like, you know, that, that they I premiered with. Do. It had, um, was it John J. York? Mm. And then um, Chuck Connors was in it. He played like the head vampire or the head uh, werewolf, um, and it was kind of it was a half hour show, and it was and it they took it very seriously. It was uh, yeah, and the suck thing about it is that it's not available on anywhere like at all. I don't know if there was a rights issue with it or what, but that was kind of I really enjoyed that show. It used to come on I think Sunday nights if on either Saturday nights or Sunday nights. I don't remember. Let's see if I can find anything. Yeah, like I said, it, it's never had an official release. Any on anything, and oh, I, I found a Wikipedia. Yes, yeah, there is. Um, okay, get my glasses off. Here <laughs> so I can read this. Yeah, 1987. Eight, eight, 87 to 88. Yeah, um, 29 episodes. One the show season. follows the adventures of Eric Cord, John J. York, a college student transformed into a werewolf who undergoes a quest to rid himself of his curse by curing killing the apparent originator of his bloodline, a drifter named Janos Sorinsky. The character's name is a reference to a name of a vampire in the classic TV film The Night Stalker, played by Chuck Connors. Yep. In his last television role. Yep. While pursuing pursuing Zorzinski, Cord himself is pursued by the persistent bounty hunter Alamo, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan, which is played by Lance Legault, they they named the guy <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe yeah. Rogan. Yeah, that's before anybody knew who, who knew who Joe. Maybe Rogan Joe was. Rogan is a, a monster. There he goes. <laughs> Cord hunts Nick, Nicholas Remy, Brian Thompson, the real originator of the Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Show aired with a two-hour plot and twenty-eight half-hour episodes before being canceled in eighty-eight in the United Kingdom. It was on Sky One from eighty-nine to ninety. So I remember watching that um, when it first when it was on the air and really enjoying it. And I have not gone back and watched it since. Werewolf werewolf movies or werewolves in general, and they either get it really right or they get it really wrong. Yeah. And there really is no in between. For every the howling or American Werewolf in London, see, I don't like American. Werewolf I like that, American, American Werewolf, and I'll tell you London. why because they don't stick to the lore. No, they they you know, ve- they veer from the quite a bit, you know. It, they veer from the universal monsters lore, right? Which I understand that was all. There, the, there's the werewolf lore, and then there's the, the universal. universal I know, and the Wolfman made up a lot of what we think of as as, uh, and that because that was one of the things I used to love, like reading about 
where it all came from, you know, yeah. Romania and different places like that, and how they said that in order to become a werewolf, it had nothing to do with being bit. It had more to do with if you wore the skins of an animal, yeah, and you could chain, you know, and all this kind of it, stuff. It's basically European skinwalker, look. right, right. And the the whole silver bullet thing didn't exist, and it, it was. Yeah. Wolfsbane did. Wolfsbane did, which was something that that the uh, the Wolfman got correct. Yes, but the the silver bullet thing. That's the other thing. Like with with the Wolfman, you go back. How how did the Wolfman kill everybody? He choked them. That's, <laughs> that's <yeah. laughs> I understand. You know, nineteen. That's just a furry and, with a kink. Yeah, I know. But it was like, but that's that's the whole thing with the Wolfman is that he would he would just choke people to death. Uh, you know, and that's where. But, but that's where a lot of what we get, we believe, or people believe, is, is werewolf lore, and it's really not. But even yeah. with American Werewolf in London, the whole thing with like the spirits of the people that you killed following you around, yeah. And at the end of it, when they finally kill him, they just shoot him. That's all it is. There's nothing. There's there's no special. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you just now we know from the Monster Squad that there's only one way to kill a werewolf. <laughs> you blow him up. He's just going to pull back together and come after you again. It's like it's a silver bullet. It's the only way to take care of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get over into uh, Underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a completely different... Yeah. Which those movies... That first movie just turned 20, like, yeah. a few weeks ago. I'm not going to lie. Those I like those, those first two movies. I really liked them a I, lot. I've seen them all. They're they're kind of like Fast and the Furious for me. Mm-hmm. They're a fun popcorn movie. Yeah, and Kate Beckinsale and Love oh, doesn't, doesn't hurt a whole lot either. No, it's so not. It's <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Um, I'll tell you a good werewolf movie. Uh, have you seen Ginger Snaps? No. It's a Canadian movie. Okay. okay. And it takes it in a little different because it's about these two sisters, teenage sisters, and one of them gets attacked by, I've got, if you want to watch, I've got it. I'll let you borrow. Okay. okay. It's well worth watching. Okay. And matter of fact, I think there's three or four movies in the series. Like they, they, really? they wound up making more of them, but it's, you know, the one, the older sister, it's kind of a. It's kind of a her becoming a werewolf is kind of a, a metaphor for her turning into a woman. Type. And yeah, and it's actually pretty good, like the way that they do it all, and and even like Mimi Rogers plays their mom, and and she is aware that there's something going on. She can't quite figure out, but she's uh, she's such an she's such a protective parent that she's like, it doesn't matter. We'll just leave. <laughs> just yeah. type stuff. Uh, it's actually pretty. It was one of those that like I kept hearing. No, that first Ginger Snaps movie is really good. Yeah, and it's like all right, all right, and I finally got around to watching it like several years after it was released. I was like, oh, this is actually really good. And I was I was really surprised. Now, I have not seen any of the sequels. Okay, but that first one I can tell you is I, good. So, I'll tell you one that I werewolf movie that I kind of enjoyed that I forget about and then I'll stumble across mm-hmm. it. Jack Nicholson, James Wolf. Spader, Wolf. Uh, I didn't like. You didn't like one. it. I didn't like that I, one. Um, it's not. It's not so much the werewolf part of it. Right. I like, but it's that sarcastic bad guy vibe between Nicholson, Nicholson and Spader. Nicholson, yeah, that's just them. Those two. Yeah, just trying to one-up each other is all it is. Those and two Michelle playing, Pfeiffer in it yeah, also. Yeah. Those two playing against each other. Is I just didn't just, like the way they did the yeah, whole no, wolf I get thing. You. You know? It's kind of like when they did the wolf, when they redid the Wolfman. Was it uh, Benicio Del Toro was playing him? Well, it's when they were trying to do that whole dark I know. Well, even before, but that one Universal. came out before that. Like, yeah. And it was one of those things that apparently that, that movie in particular, because that was many years before they started the whole dark universe thing, yeah. that they started working on it. And it went through so many rewrites. And apparently at one point they had a really good script and then the studio got involved. And Isn't that just always changed the way? it every, you know, all over the place. I wish so. somebody 
would get a hold of Universal and beat them into submission and mm-hmm. do the dark universe. I don't even think you would do a quote unquote dark universe. You can have movies that, you know, the characters it's just the way they did it before, back with all those old Universal. Yeah. You would have, you know, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman or Abbott and Costello meeting Frankenstein or whatever type stuff. And it's like that's fine. Yeah. All of those they were all canon. They all referenced the stuff that happened, but it wasn't this whole like, oh, you have to watch one to see. And it's like, no, it didn't matter. Well, you know, they're they're trying to Marvel universe. I know, and and you know what? Everybody who's tried to do that has failed. Well, it's true. So and Nobody's, Marvel's even failing now. Yeah, all right so, now. Yeah, I, that whole um, secret invasion. Yeah, I know. So, oh, it was everything. so terrible. Pretty much everything, pretty much everything they've done since Endgame has not been good. There have been, there have been, we've talked about it before. There have been yeah. exceptions, but by and large, it has not been good. But yeah, those I, I have always had a place, a soft place in my heart for were, werewolves for whatever reason. Yeah, that's uh, probably from watching this movie, and then of course watching the old Universal, yeah, Studios stuff. Werewolves, vampires. Yeah, vamp- I was always more of a werewolf guy than the werewolf. Okay, know, and that was just me. I mean, I think later, well, I know later, I got into the vampire stuff, but that was in college. And um, and also working in a hobby store, Vampire yeah. the Masquerade was huge at the time. So it's <laughs> I, I I larped Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, go check out Silver Bullet. Uh, they're and they're they're oh, 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 Howling is really good. That's that's a good, yeah. good werewolf movie. Have you ever seen Wolfen? No, I don't think okay. So. It goes more into Native American or with okay. it and everything where it's they don't ever say skinwalker but it's kind of what they're talking yeah. you know and it's, and it's happening in an, like an urban environment like in a city so they're trying to figure out where what are these wolves why how are there wolves in this metropolitan area yeah know? that kind of breaks the law yeah but it's a there's a whole thing where they go and they're talking to the native americans that are nearby about it and everything it's, it's actually a pretty good movie yeah um i'm trying to think because i know with the skinwalker lore it's a medicine man that's gone up into the hills by himself in right a cave and is dealing in and of course we keep talking about them that's like the one thing you're not supposed to do <laughs> as close as i live to <laughs> I know. the location of the bell, bell witch. witch i know yeah. i know uh but I'm trying to think if there were any other like really good stand. Oh, did you ever see in the Company of Wolves? It's got Angela Lansbury. It, it's set. It's like a medieval. It sounds familiar. Yeah, I've watched so many movies it's, over the years. It's that kind I of what I have and haven't. It's kind of a Red Riding Hood. Gotcha. Movie, you know, like you know, that it, it's it it heavily implies that this is a Red Riding Hood story, but it's actually. Oh, you mean like Red Riding Hood, the uh, one that they did that no, was a werewolf no, movie? No, I didn't even see that one. So. Uh, it was that Amanda Seyfried? I think so. That? Yeah, I, I I completely forgot that movie existed until you just said that right then. And I love Amanda Seyfried. So. Yeah. Uh, but no, this was uh, this you know this is set like middle age, you know, okay. dark ages type thing, and it's kind of one of those where it's Angela Lansbury is kind of telling the story of all of it because she does voiceover. She's yeah. in the story as well, but she's telling. It. It's actually pretty decent. It's it's really low key. You know, it's not like big bombastic. Oh, you know, it's yeah. more about just kind of slow burns. Yeah, yeah. Type and I know thing. there was that also that movie that came out in the early two thousands. It was called uh, was it Blood and Chocolate? That was supposed to be a, a, a werewolf movie. And I, I watched about half of it and turned it off. I was like, Yeah, you are really like trying to be too artsy with this, mm. <laughs> and it's not working. Okay, so. I'm not gonna waste my time with that one. <laughs> no, then. don't do not. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Silver Bullet, go check it out. It is available on HBO Max. 
Um, I'm it's, sure it's, it's a available. fun little movie. It is. You know, it's only like an hour and a half. Yeah. That's what I loved about this. Something else we'll get into in, a, in another episode. I really loved going back and watching some of the stuff that we were doing because I was like, oh, dude, every one of these movies are like an hour and a half, and you get everything. There's no bloat. <laughs> there's no nothing. It's just like, wow, I forgot that hour and a half movies are great. <laughs> everything these days is over two hours, and it's like, oh, God, we could have cut 45 minutes out of this very easily. you know. So <laughs> yeah, Some of them that you talk about, you can. Yeah, some of them yeah, that yeah. You're wrong. So, yeah, anyway. You're just wrong. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check out Silver Bullet, and we will be back later this week with another episode uh, for uh, Oktoberfest 2023. Oktoberfest. Yeah, Dave loves doing that. And um, Excuse me. I know it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is. Not, so. and, and I know you're still upset the fact that you know we don't have the board anymore where you can actually put the effects on it. So it's... <laughs> Come on, that was the best. Yeah, you kept saying that. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, go and check out all of our social media. Uh, we'll be doing uh, posts over there because uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, uh, it's all in our show notes. And oh, for the Project Genesis podcast, I'm Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave, and we'll see you real soon. See you. <laughs>